Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans. Uh, this is D-Doc right now, 30 minutes late from the start of showtime. A joke that always goes on with Rule of the Galaxy podcast is that we're on D-Doc time. And lately, Brent has been replacing me, though. Brent has been the late one lately, and, and he can attest to that. But tonight, I'm really late. So yeah, you're anyone... setting a new record tonight. Yes. Yes. To our hundreds of thousands of fans that were waiting for the live stream uh, with bated breath to start just to see what me and Alfie are going to be saying tonight. I'm sorry I was late, but we're here for you. So as, as you heard me say, I think this is the first time ever. It's just me, D-Doc and Alfie tonight. So Alfie, what's going I think on? So. Oh, man, uh, it's a little wild here at the Molinero house tonight. I really didn't think that this was going to work out, but somehow it did. I apologize if you hear a lot of background noise, but I've got a house full of kids that are ready to hit the road tomorrow, hit a water park for the weekend. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a little chaotic. Yeah. That's a, I'm actually going to be doing a little traveling too. Uh, but I think we're not leaving till later in the week. Cause the 4th of July is on, uh, Tuesday. Correct. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll be heading to water park too. This is a uh, Taylor Swift weekend for us. So I was originally just going to drive my wife and daughter to Cincinnati and then drive home tomorrow night, but we decided to make a weekend of it. And we're going to spend the weekend at great wolf lodge. Oh man. See, I just drove by a great wolf lodge this uh, past weekend. We were in the Poconos and dude, their great wolf lodge. I've been to the one down in Williamsburg the one of the Poconos is freaking insane, dude. And they're adding an addition on it. Like, it's crazy. I'm like, it's uh, how do you even need more rooms on it? But somehow they're adding even more. It, it's it's absolutely insane. So those places are fun. There's always something for the kids to do. Oh, those yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the kind of places we're just looking for all the time now, honestly, when it comes to uh, family trips and everything. Because I don't know. You have fun with the kids doing it, too. So, um yeah, I mean, we were we were chatting a little bit before the show, but uh, you know, as far as Star Wars news and everything goes this week, it's like kind of a slow week. I mean, I I heard uh, from you that there was people trying to spread rumors that the acolyte was canceled today. Yes, I have read been reading these rumors for a few days now, and they're not to believe. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not a chance. There's always a small chance that stuff gets canceled but this is coming from very unreliable sources and why people still push from this certain website i'm i don't know yeah i mean for it to be canceled at this point i mean from what i understand you know this show uh this show has been in the works for a long time and i mean they've wrapped filming on it right 
Yeah, I think so. It should be at some point, depending on the strikes and stuff. It should be in post-production, I would think. See, I'm just so confused with everything now with the strikes and everything, like with what has been like completed as far as like Mm -hmm. show writing goes. And like, I mean, because I don't know, it's very it's very confusing to me. I mean, I'm sure uh, I'm I'm, I hope it'll get solved soon. I mean, I'm sure the writers should probably make some more money or whatever. Like, I don't know the. I don't know the details of this situation, honestly. Like I've heard of like, I, I don't know what to, to, to say like, Oh, like, you know, they should just work or whatever. I really don't know. Like, that's the thing. I haven't looked into it, but uh, it does like scare me to think like with this writer strike going on, I mean, new stuff probably isn't getting written for a while now. Like, right. Like it's been right. going on for months. It seems that way. Um yeah, because at some point in during Mando season three, they were talking about the rush to get season four written before this happened. So, yeah, it's been a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, like, does this have any effect on Andor at all or or is it like. It's... Uh, Andor, Ahsoka and the Acolyte, I think, all got their scripts done, but where this has it you basically can't go back and do any rewrites, you know, so there won't be any uh, chance to do any pickups or, you know, secondary shoots, things like that, that may be done after the main filming is done. Interesting. I think, yeah, it can have an effect on things that are, you know, pretty close to being done. I mean, if you think about it, if you watched like any of the behind the scenes of the Lord of the Rings, you know, they talked about how that was being writ- rewritten every day, you know, up until the end. So that takes away your ability to do that. See, like my, what's funny is like me not fully knowing the process of filming. It's like I almost imagine like someone doing a scene and the director just being like, hold on, ch- say, say this instead. You know what I mean? Like rather right. than like there being like you know, we need to write this differently or whatever. I always just pictured some things happening on the fly, but like, I guess maybe if there's a writer's strike, are you even allowed to do that technically? Cause it's not yeah. like written. Like it doesn't seem like it because a lot of what I read about and or season two, you know, I think Tony Gilroy was going to try to work around it since the scripts were done, but, you know that he faced a lot of uh, criticism because he is part of the writers guild i think and they're like well you can't honestly say that you're not going to do anything that you know is going against what we're striking for yeah going against the guild once you're a part of a guild you can't turn against the guild no, that's you can't. A, yeah that's a serious uh guild is a serious word you unless know? you live in a right to work state i think okay See, I don't know. I don't know anything about that either. <laughs> I, I'm, I have no clue. <laughs> no, uh, Pennsylvania is not a right to work state. I don't know. Indiana is basically in Indiana. You can opt out of a union. Okay. Interesting. And not face uh, any discipline or uh, what's the word I'm looking for. You can't be punished or fired. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, 
we'll see what happens from what i understand like uh, i don't know we saw that a bunch of actors are getting involved now too so you know it took them a pretty mm. long time but i'm sure something's got to give at one point so hopefully it'll uh yeah hopefully it'll i mean that's i have a hard time with you know actors doing that i mean we're not in the days of you know like jurassic park and pulp fiction and forrest gump all being in the theater at the same time uh the blockbusters are pretty few and far between i think no that's definitely true that's a hell of a lineup actually to be in theater yeah i mean look it up that was that was like those movies were all out at the same exact playing at the same time which which is funny because I have a list of uh, some things I did want to talk about, and Jurassic Park has to do with one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, I uh, over the weekend I watched. Uh, it's one of the things on this podcast we always joke around because Joe just brings up random movies sometimes. And no offense, Joe, but ninety percent of the time I've never heard of them before. Now Sleepy Hollow is a movie that I have heard of, and I never watched it before. But Joe said Ian McDiarmid was in it, mm-hmm. and I watched it uh, this week, this uh, well, past weekend, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, actually, it was. I, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Um, have you seen Sleepy Hollow? With, uh, I'm looking. Depp? Okay, I was getting ready to ask if it was the one with Johnny Depp. Yes, it's been a minute since I've seen that, but yes, I've seen it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really interesting to watch Ian McDiarmid in it because... He pretty much looked like, uh, you know, like the Sheev Palpatine episode one character, you know, where like at that stage in his life. Right. Which then again, that was filmed in 1999 and, you know, episode one was probably filming like right around the same time. Yeah, so. you would think so. Well, episode one came out in 99. Did it come out in 99? Yeah. That's when that's when Sleepy Hollow came out from what I read online. But uh the cast for that movie is loaded and the headless horseman was badass in it gets a little strange towards the end with the witch and stuff like that. Like there's, yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was a little odd. Uh, but man, it was a fun movie to watch. I mean, for, for 1999 um, film, you know, as far as the, you know, computer graphics go or whatever, the scenes they had, I, I, I it had to really be a horseman riding on the horse for a lot of them. Uh, because it just it was just badass the way they filmed it it was a tim burton movie so it had the the typical tim burton vibes to it you know like but uh it it was definitely fun to see ian mcdermott in a in a different movie because honestly i I don't know that i've watched anything that he's uh been in other than star wars really i know i've seen that movie but i would never like associate that if you were to ask me for his filmography yeah there's like you know in sleepy hollow there's like uh you know like the leader like the head guys of the town technically mm-hmm. and it's like it's um the the guy who played uh dumbledore uh after the first dumbledore passed away so okay. it's the guy from the harry potter movies um it's the guy who plays uh mr dursley from the harry potter movies harry's uncle uh it's the guy who plays the principal. I don't know any of their names. It's the guy who plays the principal in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off with the red hair. Yeah. That guy. 
and then Ian McDiarmid. They're, they're like the main guys of the town, and and a lot of people get their heads cut off in that movie. Yes, they do. So it was definitely fun. So um, when it comes, so beyond uh, Sleepy Hollow and movies that Joe suggests. I have another one that was on the list from when we were at ICCC, which is the one with Steve Martin and Ian McDiarmid, which I got to watch that one. Joe's probably saying the name of the movie right now as he's listening to this uh, in his car or whatever, but that one's on the list as well. So uh, as far as Star Wars news goes, what was the one bit of uh, James Mangold um, info that... Okay, yeah, he's been linked to a Boba Fett movie going back you know, to the times of Rogue One, when Rogue One was so successful in the whole idea of we could just do these spinoffs. Um, he was attached to a Boba Fett at one point, and it was really kind of not clear if he was or he wasn't. He's always been wishy-washy on whether he was or not. And now he's come out and said in an interview uh, that he was making much more of a borderline these are his words rated r single planet spaghetti western boba fett film i'm not sure if it would have ever happened it would be freaking awesome i'll tell you that yeah that would be pretty awesome see that's a question for you like is is it okay for star wars to breach that like deadpool area where like deadpool is still a marvel movie but it's like it's like this is this section of Marvel. Like Logan is a very violent, you know, movie. It's rated R, but it's yes. a it's a Marvel movie. It's you an know? excellent like, movie. Yeah, it's incredible. Both of those are examples of incredible movies that are geared towards older adults. You know, and you know, they're like sometimes. I don't know. See, they're fun movies, and seeing that type of action and craziness is. Is, makes makes for a fun movie theater experience. I mean, could Star Wars ever go go there with with something? You know, I don't see why it couldn't. It, I I have a hard time saying that Disney would rather than could. Um, I mean, I think there's some really good. You know, uh, I I would say like borderline. You know suspense thriller maybe slight horror type of stories from the eu that i think would make great one-shot movies especially the the uh death troopers book about the you know the, the zombie virus i think that would be a, a killer movie it would be awesome it would be freaking awesome that's one of the few eu books that i've actually read too so like that 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 book was great. It was suspenseful. I mean, the way the audio book went to where mm -hmm. they had like background noises and right. stuff. And I was like pretty creeped out by it, honestly. So. I don't, I think it would probably be pretty well received. I think, you know, you could do some marketing up front to say that, Hey, maybe this isn't really canon. It's more of a, what if, or, a, you know, just, I, you know, but I don't know that Disney would ever green light a project like that. But they did Deadpool 3, so maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll see also if Deadpool 3 stays true to what 1 and 2 were as well. 
Yeah, um, I mean, there's some language in Deadpool 1 and 2. There's some really shocking scenes, too. But, I mean, as far as the language goes, I mean, that's some... That pretty much weeds out a demographic right there. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, but that's, like, the thing is, like, movies like that can be successful and... To me, Disney can still do it. It's not like I'm going to be like, oh, my God, like I'll never look at Mickey Mouse the same because they did Deadpool three. It's like I can separate the entities because Disney has its hand in so many pots now. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you're going to have to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, especially when the demand is there for, you know, that trilogy to finish up. Absolutely. So we'll see. I, I I. I do doubt, like, I mean, I think it would be pretty cool. I don't know that it's totally necessary because Star Wars can be pretty violent, you know, you know, pretty intense as far as scenes go. You know, we saw Mm -hmm. that in Revenge of the Sith and everything, you know, it's like, I'd say as far as uh, intensity levels, Revenge of the Sith uh, situations and uh, Rogue One probably have the most, you know, intense uh scenes i've ever seen in star wars probably yeah i would agree yeah i mean there's a lot of death in rogue one like when i took my kid to see it like i'm kind of reminded of like there's a lot of death in this movie everybody dies pretty much and you know one thing that kind of shocked me is that they didn't necessarily hide the death either um you know when Jen and Cassian come back down and are le- exiting the Imperial base, everyone's still laying there. Mm-hmm. You know, not that they are now not dead or something. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the fact that they st- are still in the scene, that's kind of not real. Uh, I, I mean, I know the opening shot of star Wars, the stormtroopers died and there were still bodies on the floor and Vader walked through, but that was a few seconds. And this is, like quite a bit of time has passed and you know there's still that shot is still pretty focused on all the rebels that have died yep yeah I, speaking of rogue one i'm actually uh i'm actually looking to buy a director Krennic uh black series figure because uh it's an older one mm-hmm. and for some reason i started watching um i started watching secret invasion uh-huh. uh and I saw the actor who plays Krennic in it, and I'm just like, man, I would love to have a freaking Krennic, uh, a Krennic Black Series figure. And I found one on Mercari for like 12 bucks. So you can't beat that with the stick. Yeah. I was just uh, talking to a friend of mine. You know, uh, he's in, goodness, I think he's in uh, Pennsylvania. I can't remember where, runs a toy store, and he's always sending me stuff that's on sale. He just went to Ollie's and, found a quite a few black series figures. And like I told him, you throw black series at me for less than $15. I don't care. I'm probably going to buy at least one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, I, I was near Ollie's pretty recently and I did like a freaking two minute run in where I was just like quick to that aisle. And it was, um, pretty much, uh, Man, it's the figures you sent me. The one Hondo from- Baba and Doctor Evazon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The guys, uh, the guys who they like, kind of run into in the bar uh, mm-hmm. and um, a New Hope. 
uh, which there was also Jen Urso was in there, but she was 17. Oh, man, you had a... Oh, she was 17. Okay. Yeah, which, like, the other ones, I think, were 12 or 13. But Jen Urso, you can get on um, Amazon for $11. Yeah. You can get the whole Rogue One crew on Amazon for about 60 to $80, I would say. Depends on if you want K2SO in that group, but right, yeah, and he's the one that I think that is still close to full price. Yep, yeah, there's demand for K2SO. I mean, just the just the Lego minifigure I have of him, I think sells for like fifty dollars because it only came in one set. I think I bought the one that came out recently, but I can't remember if it was K2SO or just an Imperial security droid. Yeah, the uh, Krennix, Krennix shuttle came with K2SO, that Lego set, which is over it's over in the corner over there. You can kind of see the, the wings of it over mm-hmm. there. Very nice. And I'm pretty sure it came with that one. And that's why it's like I have one Death Trooper Black Series figure. So then I'm like... I wonder what the Death Trooper Black Series figures are selling for on Mercari. So then I'm he, uh, the archive one was at that Ollie's. Really? Yes. That's what I have is the archive one. Yeah. Uh, he sent me a picture of the archive Death Trooper and then the archive Tuscan Raider is what he got both for ten dollars. Plus yeah. this week is oh my god fifteen percent off. It's fifteen percent off this week too off of everything. <laughs> Mine is still loaded with um, Last Jedi rays, like loaded, which I actually I bought one of those for you like a year ago to send you, actually. Oh, my goodness. And I still have it here. I've, I've never hilarious. said it still. I went last week and yeah, uh, yeah, all they had was Pondo Baba and Dr. Evazon uh, and Saw Gerrera. Which that Saw Gerrera figure for that price, man, I have that on my shelf here. It's one of my favorite figures, honestly. I think the details yeah. in it are incredible. I mean, I took that one out of the box. He's sitting on my shelf over here. Uh, I, I paid full it. price for that one. I think, oh no, I got it on the sale, actually. That was yeah. a Target sale that I snagged. I uh, And in my defense, I did pay full price. There were five. I remember going to Target. There were five of them, and the guy that was standing in front of me bought four. So I was like, well, there's one left. I mean, which honestly, that tells me there's there's two things that either tells me. Number one, Black Series collecting is declining. That's the Mm -hmm. only that that's number one. And number two, Hasbro is not gauging the right figures to make as far as demand goes maybe but like i love this figure if you're a star wars fan if you're a rogue one fan especially with how saw Gerrera is relating to things now too with andor and in the animated shows and everything it's like i don't know that that figure to me like i've seen it on sale on amazon for half price you know which is why i'm like with some of these figures i'm seeing now I'm like, I want that, but honestly, it seems like everything's going on sale for a considerable cut after yeah. it sits on the shelves for a while. That was a what a forty dollar figure. Uh, yeah, it was. I think thirty five to forty five. Yeah, and yeah, I saw it at Ollie's for ten bucks. 
Yeah, that that is crazy. And for anyone who might be watching the YouTube, I'll just grab it. I'll just grab it here real quick because it's sitting on my shelf here. But I mean, this thing is awesome. His cape on the back is freaking yeah. sick. That's a good one. Like he's lies. got deception. <laughs> exactly. He's got Every the mask. Day, more lies. It's an it's an excellent figure that you've got you've got the like the uh, robotic foot too and everything and I mean as far as the the face sculpt too I mean it's like it is Forrest Whitaker I mean it's yeah that's a good one it's a perfect figure I mean I would give this thing a ten out of ten in my opinion I mean it's not like you know it's it's not like he's coming with a lightsaber or any of those accessories but the detail in this thing is like top tier to me when it comes to Black Series. I still think their distribution is just terrible. That has to play a big role in it. Yeah, I agree. And and that's what, like, I, I see odd things because I always check Marvel stuff, too, which I rarely buy Marvel stuff. But I always check it just to see what's going on uh, with, with their stock and everything. My store is loaded with Star-Lord helmets mm -hmm. and the Guardians of the Galaxy figures did not sell at all. They're all on sale for $12 and people still aren't buying them. So yeah, that's tough. Guardians of the galaxy did not do well. Merch wise. Like none of that stuff moved off the shelves at all. I don't know. Is it this? I think one, it's just all so expensive. And I, I just don't know that the, the six inch figures are a good, outside of guys like us you know are they they're not really a toy anymore no you're definitely right it's it's uh yeah i mean it's a collector's item but it's like you see the guys in the store like who are looking for that similar stuff too mm -hmm. i do i you know i i think it's i think it's a price thing without a doubt i mean all of the return of the jedi like blown up boxes that look like the vintage collection boxes. Those are all still stocked as well. I mean, uh, on my shelves, you've got Han Solo, you've got the Gamorrean guard, you've got Lando, which I mean, to me, it's like you just had this Lando figure out. Um, I'm not sure exactly what this uh, armor is called, but you just had this figure out in the, um, the skiff guard. Yes. Yeah, skiff guard. Uh, what is, what is the uh, collection again? You archive. said, was, yeah, you've had this out in the archive and then I bought it for $7 and then you're going to push it out again with just a different box on it. Mm -hmm. I, I just, people aren't going to spend the $24, the full price to get it just because it seems like everybody collectively. And I even caught this vibe at I triple C from talking to some of the sellers there is once once this started with them it turned a lot of people off as far as the brand overall goes so and for you those know, who didn't see on podcast i'm holding up the luke that has no window and it's just a picture of the figure on the cover I'm, I'm still jealous i want that figure so bad but i know and i know i know i know i could order it off of amazon but i have not the seared I've been very strict on myself. I made a promise. No pre-orders, no ordering. If it's on the shelf and it, you know, 
hits the checklist, meets all the criteria, I will buy it. But that Luke, that's a hard one not to order. I know. And it's, you know, sometimes you see the prices on Amazon, even though it'll have the prime check on it, sometimes they'll bump them up higher than what the actual price is. I don't really know how that works. I don't know if it's just because the only seller of the figure is like prime rated and it's not Hasbro who's doing it because they're making, you know, whatever profits off of it. Because I mean, this, this uh, Indiana Jones snag that I recently got, this goes for like $40 on Amazon. So, I mean, these, it's like it, it, this whole Indiana Jones, like this whole Indiana Jones hype tour has been so freaking odd to me. They've hardly advertised for this movie coming out. It's Indiana Jones and it's out today. People are seeing this mm -hmm. movie today. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, it, it's like maybe just Disney doesn't have the marketing money. Like, I, I don't know. It's one of the biggest, like, IPs. It, it, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not one of the biggest IPs. It's an iconic IP. Like, it's iconic. Yeah, I get it. You would think, you know, I, I said it during Mando Season 3. You know, we, we, we follow this stuff pretty close. And, yes, Brent, it is toy time. <laughs> uh, you know, if you follow Yak Face uh, on Twitter... When pre-sales go up, Mandalorians sell out fast, especially Boba Fett. So mm -hmm. now you have a series that has nothing but Mandalorians, and you're not pushing that? Though the figures that you know sell, you don't have a, a display in the store, a big, you know, end cap somewhere. You know, you're not doing, you know, weekly, re you know, maybe, maybe not even weekly. You know, every two weeks doing a refresh you're everything that you do with Mandalorian figures, such as repainting them and reselling the same ones. This show did for you. They're right there. You don't even yeah, have to true. try that hard and you're not pushing it. I mean, you can't, can you even buy the, the, his, his ship yet? Other than like the $500 one. Why is uh, there not a toy version of that? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think so actually. Why no. is there no IG eleven with baby Yoda in in the chest? I mean just seems like you're missing on the easy stuff. Dude, yes, that why baby are, Yoda with IG eleven, man. I would buy that figure like that if I like saw that. it at full price too. I would buy that one at full price. Mm -hmm. Which who knows what the hell full price might be for that figure. Right. That's the problem, is they're gonna consider that a two figure set. They're gonna put that out right. for like forty dollars. Oh yeah, they were pushing the the Andor with his little robot for like sixty dollars. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Moff Gideon in his Mandalorian armor. Why why is that not on our shelf? The Praetorian Guards, the Imperial Mandalorians. I mean, you had everything, and like you're saying, yes, you have Harrison Ford in his swan song here, and you're not marketing off of that. Oh shoot. Brent, you're right, actually. It is IG-12. No, it is IG-11. Yeah, wrong. he wasn't IG-12 until he was rebuilt, but, you know, thanks is for playing Is he IG-12 now that he's rebuilt? Yes. Do they say that? I, I see. I. All right, I'm looking at my IG-11. No, you know, maybe Brent is right. Did he say he was IG-12 when he first came into the room? 
Maybe he did. I'm, I apologize, Brent. I jumped a gun there. Now I have egg on my face. I did not notice that. Now I'm like totally thrown off, actually. And Brent, uh, Brent's saying he has been seeing the Indiana Jones ads, too. I mean, I guess I have, too. Maybe, maybe it's just because I... I don't know. I, I think it's because growing up, you know, we, you lived through the prequels and, you know, the Pizza Hut, KFC, Pepsi, do commercials for episode one. We, we kind of expect things like that, but I, I don't know if this is that movie, but I think you could do a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's Indiana Jones last ride, like, are they advertising it as his last ride? Or are they saying, like, take one more chance to step in the theaters with Indiana Jones? Like, you know, years of history behind this story. Like, you know, like a, an iconic character, Harrison Ford. Like, I don't know. Either that or maybe they've just gone to the well one too many times and people are underwhelmed by it. I mean, I know you said you don't plan to see it in theaters or just see it in no. general. I'll probably watch it when it comes out on Disney plus. I'm not, I, I don't really want to be that guy, but I am going to be that guy. I'm not paying that kind of money to go see. Hopefully I have hope that it's better than kingdom of a crystal skull, but I don't, I don't have a lot of hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It will We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm going to see it in theaters just because my little guy likes Indiana Jones. He was Indiana Jones for Halloween the past year. I'm with so, you. Like I want to have that uh, chance to see it in theaters. And plus, Harrison Ford is like awful as it is to say this. He's getting up there. He's, he's age wise. I he's in his his 80s, isn't he? I think so. I mean. We got to appreciate him while he's here. So I don't know. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go to the theater and see it. I mean, we're going on a trip. So who knows? Maybe if we have a rainy day on the trip and something happens, maybe I'll go see it while we're there. But uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my like expectations are like very mid-level though. I think it'll be cool, but I don't expect to be blown away by it. I think it'll probably be a great first half of a movie and like the previous one, uh, not so great second half, which I can live with. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, which in the kingdom of the crystal skull, it's like Harrison Ford looks considerably younger in that one. And he was yeah. old when they filmed that. That was 15 years ago. Yes. I know. That's crazy. Actually. That's crazy. I mean, I was, uh, 17 years old when that movie came out. I did see it in theaters, though. I went to a midnight showing of that. And what was your uh, what was your reaction uh, when you left the theater of the, of the midnight release? By the time I got to my car, I was like, damn, that really wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, in the theater, it seemed like a lot of fun, and it seemed really delayed good. reaction. Yeah, instant gratification. Yeah, yeah, and it wore off fast. Yeah, that was uh. Now don't don't anybody get mad at me, but that was uh, the last Jedi for me. It was like it was like 
you you know that feeling when you're walking out of the theater and like yeah the credits are rolling and you're like all right that was cool it was like i just remember as i was opening the door to the car i was sitting there like well what's left now like what's going on now <laughs> the big bad is dead like what happened <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't really want to get into a whole last Jedi discussion, but I was the same way. I remember Enzo asking me, like, what was going to happen next? And I was like, I said to him, you know, this is the first Star Wars movie I've ever seen where I kind of don't really even care what happens next. I'm, <laughs> I, I just I don't even know how I feel about this movie. I don't know if this is good or it's bad. Yeah, I think. uh think a large amount of people were feeling that way and that's why that movie will be discussed in star wars lore forever so now i think the weirdest movie or reaction after a movie was probably infinity war i think i sat in my car for like 10 or 15 minutes like without even turning it on just sitting there yeah like, I, I i don't really know how to feel after this movie yeah, that that's now that's a crazy one. And that's like a that's like a different version though of that feeling though, right? right? Like now did you feel did you feel like that was freaking awesome, but oh my god, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Yeah, and especially since um, uh the Infinity Gauntlet was one of my favorite comic runs from that would have been probably the early 90s, I think. I'm probably wrong and somebody'll tell me, you know, you're an idiot or whatever. But whatever. So when I first read about this Marvel possibility in movies in like probably 98, 99, somewhere around there where it was first being mapped out and then watching the movies come out and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Are they setting up the Infinity Gauntlet? And then it finally, you know, I, I forget which movie it was that finally had like a end scene with Thanos, like putting the glove on and he says, I'll do it. I'm like, Oh my God, can you, I, this is, this isn't happening. So even though I was set up for, I knew what was going to happen. It's still, when it happened, I was just like, yeah, I can't believe they had the cojones to actually kill off like almost every Marvel character. Yeah, that is crazy. It really is. And I mean, you know what? It's like, the vibes of uh, Marvel have been off and been a little weird, you know, lately, but I got to say, I watched the first episode of uh, secret invasion last night and I really did enjoy it. Honestly, like it felt, I don't know. It feels, I, I, I love like that Nick Fury. Like I, I'm kind of enjoying the idea of seeing Nick Fury, just like with the camera on him a decent amount because Nick Fury, like, there's mystery to his character and like he shows right. up and like, you know, like you don't get the, the full on version of him. So, you know, there's a lot of good that. actors in this show. Uh, the, the first episode, ooh, sorry. The first episode definitely wrote me in. I mean, I'm a Samuel Jackson fan too. So who isn't? Yeah, exactly. Will you watch that? Are you going to watch secret invasion? I plan to, I honestly stopped watching Marvel during Hawkeye. And it's not that I don't like it. I just feel like the same way almost that I felt about the Netflix Marvel series. It, they just seemed like, you know, when you were reading comic books and there's a really good run 
and it's six, seven, eight issues. And then there's right after it's over, there's like two or three issues of Spider-Man where there may not even be any dialogue in, in the comic book. And it's just kind of really weird, random stuff. And it, it, yeah, it's kind of setting up something a little bit. Maybe it's a few issues of filler to get to the next run. I, that's kind of how I feel like most of the Marvel series are. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good stuff in them, but for the most part, um, reading a, a synopsis of what happens is not really far off from watching the show. Yeah. Except exactly. for Loki. Loki was badass. Yeah. I'll give you that one. See, like, and what's funny is I really enjoyed Moon Knight. I mean, I know some people didn't, but like Moon Knight is a random one that I thoroughly enjoyed just because I thought Oscar Isaac did a hell of a job playing the two split personalities of him. Uh, like the finale was a little disappointing to me. Like, I mean, it could have been better. But uh, the, the thing about Moon Knight is it felt like it felt like it didn't fit into everything. It felt like it was its own story, mm -hmm. which I was fine with because that's the problem with Marvel is you're just like, every time you turn something on, I mean, me and my wife were watching um, the movie last night or the show last night, uh, secret invasion. And one of the first things the two of us are thinking is like, all right, like how does this tie into the bigger picture? Because that's what Marvel's turned into is like, you need to know what's going on with everything. If you want to know what's going right. on in the movies or whatever. And, um, you know, really, I haven't seen anything that has to I, I don't even know what timeline they're in, honestly, right now. And it because they've mentioned the blip in it, you know, they've mentioned that like uh, that, like Nick Fury's seems like a little bit off ever since it happened. And like, why the hell did you disappear off planet for years? You know, you know, and I really as much as as excited I was for the infinity war movies. I really worried about how Marvel would be after like, how do you redo this? How do you re-meet expectations? How do you reset the stories? And I just, I think they've, they've done a phenomenal job. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's necessarily as entertaining yeah as i i think you're getting too far away from iron man and captain america yep and i mean they chose the perfect casting for for pretty much like all of the characters in the original mcu run it's just like they knocked it out of the park as far as mm -hmm. the casting went for everybody you know and that's why i'm enjoying this nick fury show because it's giving me the vibes of, of that old run. You know what I mean? Because Nick right. Fury was part of the whole thing. So, you know, it, it, I, I'm definitely going to ride out this show. It's like, I'm continuing my Marvel uh, run. I've, I literally skip one and watch one I've, ever since Disney plus has been out. I skip one and watch one. And this is maintaining pace. Cause I didn't watch. Ooh, actually I skipped two shows. I skipped uh I did not watch She-Hulk and I did not watch Miss um, Marvel and not for any particular reason. Like, it's not like I was just like, I'm not watching this for X, Y, or Z. I just, just didn't watch them. Like I yeah, just I never got I, I need a break from it. And there may be a time when I come back to it, but I don't know. We'll see. And, you know, I didn't even enjoyed the, the Netflix Marvel series. I, I liked Daredevil. 
Uh, I liked the Punisher move, uh, series, but and this is kind of s- s- one of the things I don't really care for the series aspect in general. And I, I I know everyone wants to put their spin on it and tell a little bit different story, but you know, like with the Punisher, I really wanted a series where he's the Punisher. I don't want like I think yes, the idea is interesting, but. Uh, a whole like eight episode run of hey let's follow Frank Castle when he's not the Punisher and it's just not as interesting to me. Yeah, I, now I, you know I yes I I like Falcon and I wanted him to be Captain America but I, and I know you have to get to that point but at some point I just want him to be Captain America I don't want the Falcon becomes Captain America story. Yeah. Which like Anthony Mackey, like I'm I like he's he's definitely been very real in like when it comes to everything where he's just like he's like, you know, I'm me like Chris is like did his thing with it and everything yeah. like I feel like I feel like he hasn't been like, you know, I don't know. I, I've just read a lot of interviews with him talking about the position he's in now as being captain America and everything. And he's just been very real about it. You know, he's just, no, I would like, agree. Like, not that he, like, I, I really like him as Falcon. I like Anthony Mackie as an actor too. Like I, I'm not, like, but I wish I could read some of these interviews that I've seen just because he's just been like, you know, some people not, might not be about it because, you know, Chris was captain America or whatever. And he's like, you know, I'm Falcon still like, you know, we're, we're two different people. So like, I'm not him, you know, it's like, he's a different, he's a different guy, you know, it's like two different guys. And yeah, I don't know. I wish I could find the interviews that he's had where he's talked about it. I'm just impatient. I just want him to be Captain America. I want a Captain America movie with him in it. And I know it's coming. So I, you know, that's on me. I can't really fault the series, not meeting what I want because that's not what they're trying to do. Now I have one question for you. Have you seen the trailer for the Craven the Hunter movie? Uh, my son's been asking me about that. No, I have not. I haven't. Oh seen my it god, dude! And now that's Marvel, but I feel like it's not Disney Marvel. Isn't that Sony Marvel? It's got to be Sony Marvel because the trailer is brutal for it, dude. It is brutal. I wonder if I could show it on here, but it's like it's like a red band trailer. Like it is like there's a lot of violence. So I won't show it on here because I don't know if that'll get our YouTube channel. Yeah, it's been a killer week at work, so I haven't had much time to watch trailers or anything like that. Like I usually do. It was one of those ones where I was sitting there watching YouTube and, you know, preview comes on for a movie between whatever I'm watching and I'm watching the trailer. And I'm like, I think they showed the Marvel scroll in the beginning of it. And then I see Russell Crowe and I'm like, Russell Crowe is in this. What the hell? Because Russell Crowe's already been cast in another Marvel movie as Zeus. He was Zeus and Thor Love and right. Thunder. So he's in this Marvel movie as a totally different character, which is odd to me. I wonder if that's Sony just being like, screw you. We can do what we want with this. You know, we can cast well, whoever we want. Chris Evans was... Uh, Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four. There you go. That's true. So yeah, it's it just starts off, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And then they like kind of do like some quick origin stuff, and then they show Craven just like hunting people. And good lord, man, 
a lot of knives uh, going through heads and uh, just a lot of hardcore, hardcore <laughs> violence, I'll say. I'm going to uh, look it up now and I'll watch it as soon as this is over. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out because that it almost looks like uh, it looks like John Wick meets Marvel is what I'll say. That's oh, that's boy. kind of the vibes that I got from it. <clears throat> so, yeah, but I mean, as far as like as far as Star Wars uh, movies go and everything, I mean, I haven't I haven't seen much new news, honestly. And it's like we know what shows are coming out. Ahsoka is next. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're in that uh, we're in that in between with Ahsoka, and then the acolyte will continue to just be like random news stuff, and then I feel like Skeleton Crew is just going to like drop out of nowhere. That one just goes so far on the back burner for people; like no one ever talks about Skeleton. Mm-hmm. Crew. Yeah, I I keep forgetting that that one's coming out. When is is that a winter release? I'm not sure, but. I did recently watch another Jude Law movie called uh, Cold Mountain with Nicole Kidman. Have you heard of that movie? Yes, I think I've seen that one a few times or two. Pretty much everyone dies in that movie. So is he an A-lister or not? He's an A-lister, man. He shows up in a lot of movies. My brother the other night was just like, yeah, I was watching. Um, Oh, my God. Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. What is the uh, war movie with the two snipers? enemy at the gates enemy at the gates my brother was like oh, i was watching enemy at the gates the other day i said hey jude law huh and he's just like yeah he's really good in that yeah that's an excellent movie i know another jude law one brent a lister for sure <laughs> if he's not an a lister he's a b plus man I just think he's one of those guys who has done a lot of great work in movies actually but like just isn't that like big name that you really like he doesn't get the crowd hyped i i don't right. know like he's really good so uh do you think he's going to be a jedi in this series <sighs> i don't know i mean from the way he's dressed in the little preview i saw i figured he's probably going to be like smuggler slash scoundrel like that's kind of what i assumed seeing that like type of gear that he's wearing he's got like kind of like a scarf on and like i could see him being like a guy who's maybe like a smuggler and is going to like try to like keep the kids safe through the galaxy or something like that like that those are my initial thoughts totally uneducated uh do you think he's going to be a jedi i don't know he would make a good jedi i mean he's an a-list actor yeah i think (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely got the chops for it, right? Yes, he does. He's got the acting skills. Yeah. Um, I think he could be. Um, I'm really interested to see this whole, what is it, New Galaxy or uh, Beyond Galaxy or something, whatever this unknown regions that they're renaming for Disney Star Wars. I kind of want to see you know, what what's going on out in this place. Because from the skeleton crew tr- trailer, it looked like they were going to some pretty hab- in you know inhabited, built up planet. So I'd always just assume that that was all kind of primitive, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll see what Disney does with their new stuff. I mean, they gotta throw freaking Batu into something soon. Like, has Batu you- been in anything? 
the video game, and I know I think some novels, but as far as being seen, um, no. But wasn't there a reference to the ham- Hammerhead that runs Batu? I don't know. I can't remember. There may be some. Easter eggs, but yeah, as far as actually going there, no, I don't. You would think at some point they've got to try to tie that into live action Star Wars. Absolutely. Did you you ever finish Rebels? No, I need to. Yeah, you're probably going to need to. You know, I need to before Ahsoka. Curious to see what cameos. I know we talked about it this week a little bit, you know, in our text chain, but what other Rebels cameos could there be? Yeah, I need to. I need to absolutely finish. Definitely it not Keenan, but hey, you never know, though. Who knows? You know, no one's ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. That's why I like kind of like when Freddie Prince kind of like trolled Star Wars fans. I was like, I wonder if they're gonna do some kind of flashback, and he's actually going to play live action Kanan, and he's just doing that just to get people all freaking torqued up and pissed off at him, you know. Or maybe he didn't get it, and that's why he's mad. Hmm. I mean, Kanan doesn't really look like Freddie Prince Jr., I'll say. You know how sometimes, like, the animated right. character does look like the person who's doing it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to, like, look at them hand-in-hand, hand, like, face-to-face, side-to-side, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't see a resemblance between the two of them, but, I mean... I don't know. Steve Bloom, I can see his face in Zeb. Like from seeing him in person at ICCC and everything, just like he's a, he's like a pretty like built guy, you know right. what I mean? And he like I could just see see his likeness in the character. Um I got to look at a face to face. Maybe they are more similar than I know, but like I said, I've only watched two seasons of Rebels, so I need to get my shit together. <laughs> Yeah, get your shit together and watch that children's animated series. Exactly, right? What's Take wrong lots with of notes? That's what uh we I just recently opened um I found a box of the tops Star Wars cards, which honestly, like I think those are hard to find in store. Because now I'm like, I opened a big deck of those and I'm like, I want to open another one. And now I can't find them anywhere. And I look for them on Amazon, they're 40 bucks and they're 20 bucks in store. I think cards in general are hard to find, but I'm a dumbass. I should have bought more than one. But that is but in the moment you're not gonna think right. I'm gonna go spend sixty dollars on cards, you know. Yeah, that's not a real conversation I would want to have when I got home. But it's it's not just for me, it's for it's for little right. David as well. Yeah. So well you're using that on, you know, child number one. I'm on child number three, still trying to use that excuse. So it doesn't, exactly. really, it doesn't really carry the weight that it used to. It definitely is. Uh, it definitely is entertaining, though, and stuff. And you know what? I do think the cards are a fun way for him to learn Star Wars because every card. Here's the thing is it comes with 10 packs in the deck, which I got screwed. Mine came with nine. So I'm actually going to like, I, I never do this, but I'm actually going to email them because I actually did a real video of me opening the box and pulling the cards out and there was only nine inside of it. So I should have had another pack in there. 
Yeah, I definitely would. Maybe they'll send you another box. I know. I mean, but uh, what's, what's the worst it? that could happen? <laughs> exactly. What's interesting with those is it's uh, you only get four cards per pack. So that's the the odd thing about it is is like. You know, it's like it's compared to like Pokemon cards where I don't know, you get eight or ten to a pack right. or something like that. These you only get four. But uh I got some awesome characters that I was really excited about. I did get one guy from Resistance where I was just like, I have no clue who this guy is at all. Um we'll Brent put you in this pile over to this side. Yeah, yeah. But uh it, it was really cool. I mean, it was it was the Tops Star Wars Chrome Collection. And now they also had a bunch of boxes of cards strictly dedicated to the Kenobi series, which was odd to me. I'm just like, you could buy a pack of uh, 40 where, where it's 10, 10 separate foil packs to open up for Kenobi or just Star Wars in general, which I chose Star Wars in general. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I'm like, how many cards for the Kenobi See, series can there be? This is where we fall into trouble, D-Doc. This all stems. I'm going to place the blame on this on Jack Harvey. And yep. him talking up Star Wars cards. Because I found myself the other day. I've, I can't remember if I was at Target or Walmart, wherever. And I was checking out. And you know how they have the collectible, the card aisle right there. Yep. Next to the checkout. And I happened to just... Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Boba Fett, and I saw a box of the Book of Boba Fett cards. Really? Yeah, and you... Dude, you didn't buy them? I, it was so hard not to buy them. I could not think of any justification I had to buy those. Well, you could say that you're going to open them up with the Zalia, and it's going to be good for uh, daughter bonding, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that she- is... <laughs> she ahead. already knows every character's name exactly but you 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 need to see who you're gonna get you know i mean that's what it is with pokemon cards for me right now it's like my son like likes the idea of opening pokemon cards but it's similar to me when i was a kid i loved collecting the cards no clue how to play the game like you just had hero them. yeah yeah you have a stack of them uh yeah we get pokemon cards all the time i've gone through three kids with pokemon cards so Yes, I know about buying those. It's like, you know, whoever came up with this whole blind bag thing. Now, this is a genius idea because kids love doing that. They do. They do. And then you get the list and you see, you know. Ooh, who... this is a super rare. Yeah. Exactly. But then that super rare or whatever just probably finds its way to, into a box somewhere where all the other like random little mm-hmm. toys are. But it's toys nonetheless. And they do play with them. You know, for a little bit. Have they we segued yeah. into toy time a second time? We have. We have. Oh, my goodness. That's that's just how it goes. I mean, uh, I don't know. I have my eye out all the time. I'm literally, like, everywhere we go. Even if I'm traveling somewhere, if I see a Target. Like, if, uh, you know, we, we recently visit, visited my wife's uncle in Maryland. And it's like, I see a Target there, and I can't help but to think, I wonder if this is one of those hot spots yeah. where like I people bet- aren't hitting the shelves. I wonder what their black series stock looks like in there. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just did a job for my brother near like he, he lives probably 45 minutes to an hour away from me in the morning. I couldn't, uh, I'm like demoed, demoed out his entire kitchen. And in the morning I could not find where he kept his coffee. 
And I said, screw it. I'll just go get Starbucks. So I put in a little Starbucks order, go over to the Starbucks, and it is in a parking lot of a mega target. And I'm just like, I'm supposed to be working on my brother's kitchen right now. But I'm just like, I really want to go in there and see what they have. Yeah. And then and then this is this is what happens. That's that's what happens. I mean, a few weeks ago, uh, my wife texted me right before I left work and was like, hey, uh, can you run over to Plainfield, which is, you know, 10, 15 minutes from where I work. But it's the opposite way. You know, I mean, we looking for tires for uh, Azalea's uh, power wheel. So sure. Yeah, I'll go over there. And the guy was like, well, you know, I can't be over to the shop for like an hour or so. And I was like, sweet. It's right next to a target. So go. I pull into the target and right as I uh, kill the truck, he texts me back. He's like, oh, no, never mind. I, I, I'm already back at the shop. Just just come on over. That's how so it goes, close. man. <clears throat> well, I've been like talking about doing this and I kind of want to do it. I've, I kind of want to do the unboxing of this Luke live on the show here and anyone who wants to watch on youtube later can go watch it but i don't know i kind of want to i kind of want to pop it open and have you here to uh see what's going on inside this box me and you can judge uh me and you can judge this uh figure as far as like the packaging goes i'm gonna oh i just need my desk here i'm gonna change my camera around i'm gonna put it in my little my little section over here. Uh, I kind of wanted to do this with the cards too. Like I, I thought it would be fun to do with the um, tops cards is open them up during the show. You know, my kids watch people open up Pokemon cards. I, you know what? Kids today watch people. Kids today watch people do everything. It's kind of crazy. What should I do with my mic? I've never done this before, so bear with me. And to the people on the actual podcast listening, uh, go go watch this on uh, YouTube, baby. But uh, I'm going to try to get the best angle here. I'm going to turn the light on. This looks pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're making some good moves here. I mean, I right here I have my uh, Hogsmeade village that I just built from uh, Lego Harry Potter, which this thing was freaking awesome. I, uh, that's, nice. that was, that's my father's day gift right there but all right how can i angle this here is this let's angle it down a little bit more make sure i'm good on the mic all right so i know that these are in like wax paper when you open it right yeah wax paper and whatever else like this is going to be so odd to me it's yeah, it's just it's just like so weird cardboard slot and the figures wrapped all right so for those of you listening i'm opening the uh star wars the mandalorian luke skywalker imperial light cruiser this is luke when he shows up in the hallway scene of the mandalorian so uh, they they advertise constantly on this box that they don't use any plastic on the packaging, even though the figure inside of it is made totally out of plastic. Uh, regular slots on the top that you open. All right. 
Where's our mummified Luke in here? Here he is. All right. <laughs> there it is. All right. We have Luke, and he looks like he is a mummy wrapped in um, wax paper. We got a separate package here, which is Luke's lightsaber. So I'm going to open that bad boy up first. It's like in wax paper. Yeah. I just opened up that Mara Jade uh, that I got at ICCC and the lightsaber was broken. Really? Yes. Dude. That's devastating. Hopefully this is not broken. All right. Here's Luke's lightsaber, which mm. kind of bent. Yeah, it's a little bent. All right. Looks good, though. Yeah, just doesn't have that plastic keeping it straight, that, that mold that it snaps into. That's the thing. I mean, you can see that the hilt is kind of like the, the top end of the hilt is bent. Like when I spin it around, you can see how bent it is. Is this is this Dooku meets uh, Luke right here? I mean, geez, that kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, and it's not even it's not even like the. See, now when these are. I need to look at some of my other stuff, but when these are in packaging, is is the lightsaber usually detached from it or no? Is is the blade usually detached or is it usually on? It's all, all yeah, it's all usually one piece. All right, this is just bent. I'm I'm kind of nervous to bend it into place because I don't want to break this. Yeah, I mean, you know, Luke's Return of the Jedi hilt is like thin at the top, but all right. I mean, that's good. I mean. I don't know. This is really weird. All right. And let's take out mummified Luke. Let's see if we have anything wrong with this. It's in uh, Star Wars like wax paper. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. I guess you could save the wax paper if that's what you're into. But, oh, damn. Yeah. That looks excellent. Yeah, that's a great looking figure. Yeah, that's perfect. It's perfect. All right. Yeah, you can put the hood up. That's see, that's that's what I love about this is it actually comes with the the cloth hood and everything. That's what I love the most about my Witcher figure that I have. He has like an awesome hood. So you can kind of set this up with it. I mean, I always have a hard time getting the freaking lightsaber into their hands. Same. It's not really like the hand molds are not very conductive to getting it in because you have this like open hand at the top. Almost look like almost looks like he wants to be squeezing a trigger on that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, what's the strategy like to get it in here? Do you bend? Do you bend the bottom fingers and then and then slide it in that way? Or like, I usually go from the bottom. Take this the, is a hard one to get in, dude. Yeah. That's what she, that's what she said. <laughs> I was waiting on it. I, I threw it right down the middle, and you knocked it out of the park. All right. I'm just bending his fingers out. Screw it. This is how things break, though. I mean, this is what happened with my Jon Snow McFarlane figure. I bent, I bent his fingers and try, was trying to get the sword in, and freaking Longclaw broke in half. I was just like, damn it. 
But it's valerian steel. It can't break in half. I know. Well, it got valerian uh, super glue added to it. So nice. All right. Yeah. All right. Figure rating is 10 out of 10 on this. The face mold, everything about it is freaking perfect. Uh, I'll definitely like pose this in a more badass way than the way it is now because these these capes are always odd to mess with. They can look really stupid sometimes, or you can mm -hmm. make them look really cool. So I got to find that one. I got to find it. Yeah. It killed me that I, I could not believe there was not one single one of those that I triple C. Yeah, that is crazy, actually. I mean, it, it's wild. That's why I'm going to try to definitely get this set up. Like, I'm going to go look at the uh, the pictures of that hallway scene and try to really replicate that pose. And definitely he's going to be going on the shelf behind me here because that's where I have. With the lightsaber behind his back and the hand extended forward. Absolutely. That's 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 actually my screensaver at work. Yeah, that's a that's a dope screensaver. That's like I mean it's it's sweet. This is my I mean I can't say it's my first Luke Skywalker figure, but it's my first Luke Skywalker figure with a lightsaber. I have the um the Yavin ceremony mm -hmm. Luke. Which that one is, you know, he just has his blaster in the metal with that one. He does not have a lightsaber in that one. And that's right. the that's the Luke Squ Squawker uh, uh, figure where they spelled his name wrong on yes. the box. I always like that figure because, you know, he's wearing Han Solo's pants. He has Princess Leia's blaster and then the gold jacket. Which, I mean, granted, he didn't, you know, take anything. You know, he didn't grab an overnight bag or anything when he left Tatooine. He just had his farm boy clothes on. Now, is that like a thing in the movies? Like, he borrowed, did he like borrow their gear technically? Because you're right. He is wearing, he is wearing yeah, he, Han's pants there. I've never even noticed that before. Yeah. I never even thought about that. I always knew it was a different outfit, but. Yeah, he's wearing the same style pants with the Karelian blood stripes on the side. Exactly. Which, like, I would have loved to see a freaking scene with Luke fighting someone in that outfit. That would have been badass. Like, right yeah. when they left the ceremony, they got into a freaking scrap with someone. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I hate that I know this, but the Star Wars... Uh... God damn, what do you even call this anymore? The what is the comics that are in the newspaper? Okay. There was a Star Wars run, you know, at that time, and uh the Empire attacks right after that. Really? Yeah, and he flies some really weird spaceship with a super gun on the front of it. It it they were really out there, but even more so than the Marvel comics. So you're like, that's kind of close to it. I mean, this, this, uh, this fabric definitely takes some messing with, cause it is a big freaking cloak on them. Like I'll probably tuck it into some of the seams like I did on my Witcher figure. Cause sometimes they look better when you do that, but I'm putting the positive vibes out there that you're going to find it. I'm sorry. I, I appreciate kind of, it. Uh, I kind of spoiled the unboxing of it. For I you. mean, you, you're, I'm getting really itchy here on Amazon. And 
but I can't. I've I've done really well for a long for for me. Okay, a long period of time. As far as not ordering and no pre-orders. Uh, you know, you can get it. Just tell, just blame it on D-Doc. Just say, uh, D-Doc told me that I earned it, you know. <laughs> I've been really good lately, and he said you can just get this one, and then you can go back to being good. And then I can go back to, I'll, I'll see how that works out. <laughs> so now with this, I guess I'll just, uh, I don't you're not gonna, but the box art, man. Yeah, I'm get. I'm. What's hilarious is the face mold on this figure looks so much better than the picture on the box art. Yes, I would agree. Just looking at it through the screen, it looks a lot better. It, it's, it's honestly, it's honestly the best. It's insane, actually. Like how how well done this face mold is like my camera gets all blurry whenever I put it up close, but it's like this face mold is freaking perfect. Like it is spot on. So I don't know. I don't think that I might be lagging or something, but I don't think that the, um, I don't think that these face, the uh, pictures and the box art that they put on these boxes is, uh, an actual picture. I think it's like an AI generated or like computer generated photo. It's not even a real picture of the figure. They don't look similar at all. The two pictures on here. I mean, obviously he's got the cloak, he's got the lightsaber, everything, but like the face mold just looks better in person, which like this thing would have looked so freaking good in a clear box. How good would this figure have looked in a clear box? It would have looked really good. Well, you know what? Let's take it even a step even further. Not only would it have looked really great in a clear package, but could you imagine if it had been on the shelves the week after he appeared on The Mandalorian? Oh, my God. I mean, well, how long ago was that now? It was like three years ago, something yeah, like that. Three years ago. Three years ago, and we're just getting this. So... I mean, figure after Filoni's movie is in theaters, we'll probably be getting figures from Mando season three. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Kenobi was how long ago and today they just finally released uh, the damaged Darth Vader. Yeah. Which still, that thing looks incredible. Yeah. Still no Kenobi in the adventure outfit from the end. You know, I saw it today. God, we are really talking about toys today. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? That's that's what we like. We're, we're we're toy guys. I mean, it's all right. Some of the guys who listen to us are toy guys as well. So maybe we'll inspire someone to get I, into the terrible addiction. Even though that. I have a strict no ordering policy, people keep telling me about these prices on Amazon. So I get on there and look, and the first thing I I see is this new Kenobi figure that finally came out. And I had to go back and look. And is it any different than the previous two from the Kenobi show? I thought it was the same, actually. I know I have two already. Now there's a third. Uh, and the the other two actually, uh, the other two actually went on sale. So they went on big sale. 
All right, I'm going to bring it up actually on their on our screen here for the uh, live stream and for the YouTube if anybody's interested. But I, I want to see if this is the figure you're talking about because I've been seeing it. Hopefully I'm not like sharing all of my personal information. Is this is this the yeah. one you're talking about? Yeah, I think this is the third one. Now, I thought they already made a figure for for that for that like scene though. That's the thing. Like I thought they sold they sold the the wandering Jedi. When which one came with Lola? I have one with Lola and then a second one that didn't. Oh man. I have them on my I have them on my shelf somewhere. Where is this? I need to find it now for a second. Hold on. All right, I'm back. Sorry for the delay, but this is the one that I thought uh, was was that scene. But I guess he was wearing a darker robe for that scene. Um, right. I I have the wandering Jedi one, so I guess. I guess that's not it then. I mean, it's a nice looking figure, you know, it's definitely solid. Is the face mold different? Uh, it actually is. It's a new face mold. They did a different hair for it. Because that is not the same hair on this figure. No, it's different. They, they, they gave him more flow. They gave him a lot more flow. But, uh, I mean, look at this, Alfie. Are you going to buy this guy for $34 here? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> but you can change his face. It is not worth that amount of money. You can change his face. I mean, come on. $34, baby. I mean, they're, they they got to be, uh, I don't know. And then you got this Leia figure for $7. Wow, Endor $7. Leia. Or, yeah, Endor Leia, Ewok Village Leia is $7. It's, it's crazy. And there's uh, Jedi Luke waiting for Alfie to buy him right now. Hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 being bad right now. I'm encouraging you to go to the dark side. I mean, you if you're a Star Wars Black Series figure fan, I mean, I love to find these on shelf. I rarely what the hell is this? What is this? Oh, we took a turn. <laughs> what? Yeah, if you're watching uh, you know, the live stream right now, there's there's a picture of Jar Jar Binks uh, jacked up with the six pack and uh, muscles. And, you know, you, it's a 12 inch by eight inch uh, tin poster that you can put on the wall. Now, would I have that on the wall behind me for Rule the Galaxy podcast? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I would buy that, actually. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because it's like the first page of like all of the Star Wars Black Series figures. And then you just have this mixed right into all of it. That is absolutely hilarious. Uh, you've got the Din Djarin figure where he's in the uh, Morak gear. That one is 
for on sale for 17 bucks. Chewbacca, 17 bucks. I got that Chewbacca at Ollie's for 10 bucks. I think that's one of the few uh, Din Djarin figures I do not have. Yeah, I do not have that one either. I don't have I don't have him in his full on Beskar either, just because I I did the um I I built the uh the Bandai model of him with his full Beskar on, but um here's that uh, Death Trooper for seventeen bucks, and that's what like th- that's what I'm kind of wanted to do is I'm like I already have one Death Trooper. If I get another one and I get Krennic. I could set them up on the shelf with Krennic standing there and with two death troopers standing right behind them. And I'm like, that would look freaking sick on the shelf. That would be sick. Yeah. And then they have a freaking offer on Mercari where someone was selling two death troopers for like 19 bucks. So then I'm like, well, then I would have three death troopers, but then it would be an odd number. So then I would need four. So I just need to get one more. That Death Trooper was the first ever Black Series figure I ever bought. And it was because of this podcast and listening to you guys. Well, yeah, Joe's the one who got me into Black Series. So I'm going to blame him. I blame him. He's been the start of it since we were little kids, (laughs) D-Doc. I believe it. I believe it. So, well... We had some fun tonight, man. I mean, as far as uh, toy talk goes, we definitely hit. All it we did was heavy. talk about Star Wars toys and Marvel. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but if you're into that stuff, we hit it great. We covered all tracks. You know, that's what that's what we do. I mean, there's like as far as Star Wars news goes, you know, there's always something happening. Which I mean, this last week, I feel like it wasn't any earth-shattering, crazy stuff. You know, it was regular gossip kind of stuff and uh some set, some set pictures from Andor and all that fun stuff. I mean, yeah, good job on calling out that set. It was kind of a uh, off the wall one. I mean, it's only in uh the Phantom Menace for a few seconds. I don't know why. I saw that and I was just like, is that the area where they like pop up in the Gungan mm-hmm. ship and just hop out? Like, I don't know why. I just like I, I saw that and that was the first thing that came to mind. I promise you, I did not Google anything at all either. I was just like, I'm just like, let me just throw it out there and see if that's what it is. And I could not believe it that, that that's that scene. So, uh, you know, spoiler alert, we might be going to Naboo in uh, Andor, which would be freaking awesome because I would, uh, I mean, we know that Andor gets uh, twice the budget of any other Star Wars show, apparently. Right. So uh, they should do it really nice. Yes. And if you're going to Naboo, I mean, didn't we just set up that, uh, what is his name? Keller. I don't know. My mind just went blank. Okay. Jedi Jar Jar just went to Naboo, right? With Grogu. Yes. So, and like I said earlier, I think the Princess Leia comics, uh, set up that Saw Gerrera has a rebel cell on Naboo. Dude, that would be freaking awesome. Now, I'm trying to imagine this would be Naboo like years and years after uh, Phantom Menace and everything, correct? So, like, this will be right. This would be a much different Naboo. Like, it almost right. Yeah, almost 20 years, I think. Because, like, after the Phantom Menace, so uh, 
Yeah. Longer than 20 years. Yeah. Because Naboo, uh, it's not like they've ever said in Star Wars lore that Naboo was taken out, right, by the Death Star or anything, right? No, Naboo shows up in the special edition Return of the Jedi at the end. Really? You literally just saw that in the theater like a month ago. Oh, no, no. Okay, yeah, at the celebration scene at the end yeah. of it, of course, of course. I, I, meant, I should have said Starkiller Base, actually. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll never I'll never get over by the way that they changed the Yub Nub celebration at the end of Return of the Jedi because that was me and my brothers probably like if you could go back to my number one memory of Star Wars as a kid was watching the end of Return of the Jedi and the Yub Nub song they would sing we would always mess around and sing that song and that was like part of the thing that made us fall in love with it was that song at the end of it Yeah yeah the, um I some of the visuals in the special edition I like. At, as far as the celebration goes, I don't care for the alternate view of the Ewok celebration. I f that weird camera angle that they use in the special edition where it's like above looking down and then like uh, there's kind of like a behind the group that they use a lot and it really makes it look like C-3PO and Wedge or dancing on a set rather than it did in the original cut yeah definitely but uh yeah, i don't I like mean, the song as well as the first one but i do like yeah the you know if you're thinking back to it that was setting up the prequels like that was the shot of hey this is what the prequels is going to be like right here exactly yeah it was uh it was the it was the hype it was the hype show i mean it was the, it was the whole galaxy celebrating everything happening so it makes sense it's not like that's definitely not something that i would say like doesn't make sense to add into it because it does but technically all of that's for nothing because the first order's coming baby <laughs> <laughs> what did they want <laughs> What were what, they trying to what do? Were, what's your like goal here? Like, what were you trying to accomplish? Just... Why would they not put Naboo in the sequel trilogy then? Because it's there, like that planet is there for the taking. That would have been so cool to see Naboo in the sequel trilogy, actually. It's such an awesome planet. Yeah, it was a really good one. I just have more love for it after doing the uh Plagueis book like and just knowing like the the history of Naboo and everything in that book like all right you know me pretty well by now and I'm sure the people who listen to our podcast know me pretty well by now how obsessive I am about this stuff okay the way technology is now in everything so easy can you imagine me in 1999 with a dial-up computer and little like random spy set pictures <laughs> you know i was going out of my fucking mind with this shit you know i i had to go to the university library you know where i went to college because those were the only computers like that had fast enough internet connections to like download the pictures that people were taking you know <laughs> i can remember crazy. like you know for weeks obsessing over because they, someone had gotten a picture of the droid tank and leaked it. It's like, Oh my God, what is this? What could it be? What's it do? You know? And yeah, 
it was it was a fun time. I really enjoyed it. You know, this uh, explosion of technology and what you were able to, you know, harness with it and what you were able to share and I just remember my thoughts as a kid being like why were there sh- I, like it's funny because now that I'm older I understand it but I'm just like why were their ships better and cleaner back then? I'm like, it doesn't make sense. This is older and they had cleaner ships and the technology looked better. But then I realized that it turned into a rebel cell because they didn't have all the money and everything involved. Like right. it was like, you're using beat up, you know, X wings and everything like. Right. And the empire was industrialized and just spitting out mass quantities of cheaply made products exactly yeah so now now that would be a hell of a movie with the rogue squadron movie is them developing the x-wing and being like we have this new ship called the x-wing like how freaking awesome would that be and they're test driving it or something like i mean that would be freaking badass that would be pretty good experimental (laughs) aircraft going on you know their first mission I mean, did the X-Wing technically exist during the prequel trilogy? No. I mean, all you saw was the net. Like, I, I mean, maybe it did the somewhere X-Wing out of the X-Wing was created. Uh, I don't, I can't be for sure without really reading into it, but the X-Wing as we know, it, I think was made in response to the Empire not being willing to buy more advanced starships from that company so they made it for the rebellion and sold it to them dude see now that's an awesome plot line right there you you start off the movie going into the freaking shop that's making it literally opening scene of the movie is them just being like the empire is not you know doesn't want to fork up money whatever blah 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 and then it's just like it's just a guy who's just like i've got a new prototype they're just like, let's send it to the other side. And then they like pull a freaking tarp off and it's just the X wing sitting there. And then the yeah. top gun theme plays, you know, <laughs> I like it game over. I mean, I could write this stuff, but I'm, I wouldn't do it cause I'm on strike. <laughs> I don't think we're part of the guild. So I think we can write all we want. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm not in any guilds. I mean, I would like to say I'm in some kind of guild. I'm in the Rule of the Galaxy podcast guild. That's what I'm in. It's a very small guild. (laughs) But it's a guild nonetheless. It's created tonight. That should be the name of the episode, the Rule of the Galaxy podcast guild. We're all part of a guild. And I'm not trying to troll the writers or anything like that. I just have I don't understand or know any of it that's going on. So don't don't think that I'm uh, taking any kind of stance on this writer strike because I have no clue what the hell is going on. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that was a fun one, Alfie. It was fun uh, just chopping it up. I knew I knew we were going to hit Toy Talk tonight. I knew it was inevitable. It's inevitable. So, especially with a live unboxing on the show. I hope if you guys were listening, I kind of gave you the uh, visuals of, of me opening uh, the Mummified Luke. Uh, but I'm I'm honestly really happy with the figure, but... Like I said, it takes Luke Skywalker hallway scene to get me to buy one of those. Like, it really does. That's what it takes to get me to that point. And also for you, like, I know Mara Jade is, like, a huge 
like character like right. as far as as you guys go when it comes to like favorite characters so it's like to me it's like you need to have top tier guy for me to buy it pretty much yes yeah and it I'm, is a little unsettling not knowing how the figure is going to be inside the box like i, I don't like is. that one bit i did open up uh i got the vintage collection boba fett the one that came with all the stormtrooper helmets uh, and it was twisted in the box almost to the point of snapping in half. Well, that doesn't surprise me because from the way the wax paper looks on it, I don't know if they have a machine do that or what, because it was wrapped pretty tightly around it, and it looked it looked kind of like machine possibly did. Yeah, that's the way this one looked like. It had wrapped and then kept wrapping, and it had spun it around another turn. Well, luckily they announced that they're they're not doing it anymore. They're going back to the windows. So. Going back to you know biodegradable plastic or recycled plastic, I think. Exactly. That's you know we can live with that because the freaking boxes they made before were incredible. So that's all we need right there. That's all we need. Just a little window. Maybe you, if you want, go up to here. You know. Run it, run it up to that level, and maybe like I don't know. There's ways you can see the figure without using a ton of plastic. So, what can I say? So, do you have any closing thoughts uh, for the episode tonight, Alfie? Um, I really want that Luke Skywalker Black Series figure. I'm gonna have to find it. I actually made a joke to my wife this evening about uh, getting on Google maps and checking out how many targets and Walmarts will pass tomorrow. Dude, you got to do some hunting. If you do some hunting, make it, make a little TikTok out of it or something. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make one. I told her, uh, the, the kids that that is my goal though. While we're there is to find something at, in one of the stores in the great wolf lodge, star Wars. Yeah. I have to find something. I bet you can. I mean, uh, I bet you will. I mean, Star Wars is everywhere. So it's uh, that that's one of the fun things I've had with traveling is like, you know, especially with the kids now, we travel more. You know, it's fun to do that stuff. And it's like I like to kind of look around the area when we were in Nashville. I was like looking around at like comic book shops or toy stores around us. But like we were at the ICCC, so I wasn't right. gonna go. I wasn't gonna double down and go to a store like, while we were there. It was like when we got in the car with Lori and Joe. Like she said, she went to Walmart. Like, they have uh, a good Black Series. Yeah, did you check out the Black Series guys while you're there? Exactly. Can we go back? <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So. Hey, man, that's that's Star Wars fandom. That's why we can, uh, you know, that's why when even if there's light news, we can still talk for an hour and a half about it and still have fun. So, you know, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Rule the Galaxy podcast from D-Doc and Alfie. You can follow us on Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, Rule the Galaxy podcast on TikTok. I'm finally posting on there again. I finally like uh, shook off the little funk and started posting on there again. I'll be posting a review of this uh Luke Skywalker figure on there tonight, probably, because I'm going to check this out a little more after we're done this show. Uh, and from D-Doc, from Alfie, until the next time, may the Force be with you.